Welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and today is October 12th, 2017. Damn, my house smells so good right now. I made some made some pizza, some homemade pizza, like from, but just starting from the dough, going to pizza form, taking it from dough, for taking all the ingredients, working some pizza magic, and turning it into um, an actual pizza that you can eat, like it's actual food. Hot pro tip for pizza for making pizza, and this is some secret pro. This is some pizza tech, secret pizza tech. Uh, well, one, either get a pizza stone for your oven or a cast iron skillet for just like a big old cast iron pan for making pizza. I just make sure your dough is all it's all nice and crispy. You know, it keeps a gives good consistent pizza dough uh, in in your cook. Uh, then the actual secret tech is before you before you put the pizza in the oven, uh, melt up some butter, chop mince some garlic, press some garlic, uh, get that in there, heat that up, heat up that butter, uh, get like a garlicky butter. You rub that garlic butter all around the crust of the pizza, so you got like a buttery, a buttery crust, a, bar, a, a buttery garlicky crust. Then take that big salt, that big kosher salt, sprinkle it. All around the edge you turn your pizza crust into breadsticks and then you don't have to throw away your gross pizza crust because it's all burnt up and bad and tastes like just pizza dough no 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 secret secret breadstick pizza crust it's good tech trust me folks that's that'll bring you to pizza pizza making finals that's that's like some scrub killing tactics right there well Anyway, folks, if you don't, it's your first time listening. This is a show, not about pizza. I wish it was. Uh, it's a show where we go over the week in review of our Street Fighter. Actually, this one in particular is going to be special because we've got two weeks to cover because last week's news was uh, really just railroaded by the announcement of Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. Uh, so we're going to talk about a whole bunch of other stuff uh, that is not that. We're going to touch on that a little bit just to point out a couple of threads that may or may not uh, pique your interest. So let's uh, let's kick off the back starting start <laughs> kick it off starting from last week's posts. Uh, here's one: uh, Corey Gaming uh, produced a a really great video, I think, uh, which is how infiltration uses training mode. Um, this is just a well-produced video. Infiltration goes over a lot of really good tactics as to what you would want to do in training mode, how training mode is useful. Uh, this could be to, this is kind of valuable to any level, really. It's at a higher level, it's useful. Even at a lower level, it's useful. And also it's just really well edited and kind of funny. Infiltration is a very entertaining person. So highly recommend go checking out that video from Corey Gaming. Share the link later. I'll share all the links uh, either in the description of the podcast or down below if you're watching this on YouTube. All right. Next one. This, okay, so this thread right here, I actually love the way that they compile this information. Be be it what it may in terms of what they're actually showing in terms of Kentech, that kind of... I'm kind of even like uninterested in that. Like Kentech is actually there's some there's some cool stuff that's being shown here. But what they did was they took all the Kentech instead of just writing it down or recording a whole video, they made an album of gifs. So like look at this album of gifs of like cool Kentech. Oh, see that overhead setup doesn't work if they quick rise in the corner. That's I just learned that by looking at a gif. I don't know, there's just and there's like 12 of these things of like reels of gifs that show you how to do stuff i don't know i just think that's a i've never seen information really packaged this way before uh, in terms of teaching players uh, particular character specific tech uh, so i would actually i'd be keen to look at some of some more tech in in gif form uh, like this in the future if you are a content creator all right Moving on to the next one, though. Speaking of information, uh, here was a if you're if you're into the like how things are made. If you want to go inside baseball a little bit of, in particular, frame data and how your inputs are being read by the game, uh, there was a tweet made by Y W Y D D Loic Petit, uh, and it's. 
it's interesting to see all of the information at least uh, displayed in this way, at least outed in this way. Uh, in particular, something I thought was interesting was the how long your buttons are buffered for in bullhorn charge. Uh, and I don't know if this is true. For, I, I think this might be true for all hold and release, uh, hold and release uh, special moves. But it something interesting here is that it gives you a six frame buffer after you've released to have that special move come out. And in my mind, the only thing that I can think of was you're caught in an animation of something and release the button six frames too early before you leave that animation then the special comes out and that kind of got me thinking as to times when I played birdie where I do a chain cancel and then when I release all the chain cancel I do I do a bullhorn and I think that can't be I totally released the button but really I was holding that kick button for too long and I guess I released it within a six frame buffer of when birdie recovers fully from the chain cancel uh, so that's just some interesting stuff to see how long your inputs are stored it's actually Actually, pretty interesting. Right, moving on to the next one. Another inside baseball post. Uh, something that I think we could all look forward to if this is going to be implemented in AE. There's no news f out for it yet, but the header on this one reads Unreal Engine 4 is getting an input lag fix. Uh, so this applies to all fighting games, well, all games, in fact, for that use UE4. Uh, so it was found out by people working with, um, with PUBG, uh, and they, they went in and found, like, two frames extra they could just take out. So, like, if they could fix the input lag with UE4 to have that be two frames less, then that just makes pretty much any fighting game that uses UE4 that much better if they implement um, the specific patch or fix, it's a lag fix. Uh, so they would have to go back and, and fix the game with whatever this is. I don't know how it's packaged. I don't, I don't necessarily know how. I don't claim to know how it works. I'm not a coder. That's, that's not my area of expertise. That seems very difficult. However, uh, if this is something that exists and could be useful for fighting games, then I highly recommend uh, maybe email Harada. Don't email Harada, but maybe email Harada. All right. Uh, and of course, uh, had a whole bunch of posts last week, everybody talking about uh, Arcade Edition. There's actually a sticky at the top of the sub right now of everything you need to know, uh, which includes all of these uh, all these announcement posts. And it was actually kind of funny how Amazon, uh, they spoiled the hype. They spoiled the hype machine. Uh, the information got out there on the Amazon storefront uh, the morning of the announcement of uh, Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. So, uh, look for all of that information at the stickied at the top of the sub uh, right now. I think we're going to take that down maybe at the end of the week, uh, depending on how active that thread still is. Which it's still very active. So if you want to talk a, that might be the place to go. And speaking of announcements uh, with Street Fighter and Capcom in general, I just want to give a big old congratulations to Michael Martin. Uh, he was hired as a, uh, let me get his title right, uh, I can't remember exactly what his title is, but basically a CPT PR kind of guy. Uh, he's going to do this Wake Up Wednesdays thing every Wednesday, and it's a wrap-up of kind of everything that's been going on in the CPT, uh, which kind of a little segue into what people are used to at the end of the show. Uh one of the last things I typically do is go over tournament results for the last the past weekend. But what this show does, the Wake Up Wednesday with Michael Martin, is he goes over pretty much in detail of all of the events that happened, and he has videos to show, uh, highlight reels of those tournaments. Uh, so it's actually a really good wrap-up of what is happening in the world of the CPT, uh, not just Street Fighter, but it covers Marvel as well, uh, any Capcom game. Uh, not so sure where that's going to lead to and what's going to come back because he was actually asking in the sub uh, for what do you want to hear. So this is actually a good opportunity for the users of our Street Fighter to hop in there, uh, which was this post here and Wake Up Wednesdays. And you can tell it's Michael Martin from the little Capcom logo. 
social media manager for the CPT uh, is his is his title, uh, and let him know what you want. Uh, if you want him to cover less of the CPT, maybe you talk about some other stuff. I, I don't know what you guys want, but uh, hit him up. Uh, that's so fine. He's asking for your advice, so uh, let's work with him. He's he's a nice guy. He's a great guy, uh, and I highly recommend checking out those videos that go up every Wednesday, They're like Wednesday morning whatever morning is for Pacific time. I don't know when that is. Nine o'clock. They do, they do late mornings in on the West Coast. Anyway, no matter. Okay, but now to this week. Uh, early news this week was that Punko's back. He's back. Uh, and he's playing, I saw a really cool set between Punko and Zizi uh, earlier, earlier this week. But apparently things are okay. Things have, have worked out. If you haven't been following the news, um, he had to take a step back from following the CPT due to personal reasons, but uh, he's he's putting it in full force now, so he's back, so whatever happened in his life, uh, I'm glad that those things have all been figured out and back on track, whatever's going on, so big ups to you, Punko, and I can't wait to see him in tournament. He is a very entertaining player, and I really like his Abigail. His Abigail is actually very entertaining. Big damage, big risks, it's it's a fun, It's fu- all, every match is a fun match, to put it, to put it that way. Uh, okay, the next one, uh, Brian F. Back with a great video on respecting your opponents and assault management. I think that was kind of a theme this week. A lot of posts about you know, managing your your mental state, uh, learning how to take a loss, learning how to learn from mistakes. A lot of that was going on this week, but this is a very good, succinct video. It's only four minutes long. Uh, go check it out. Go, go follow. If you are not following Brian F.'s YouTube channel, uh, I highly recommend going to do that uh, because especially if you have a lot of trouble with the Balrog matchup. He plays Balrog and he has a bunch of videos out there basically explaining how to beat typical Balrog bullshit in Street Fighter V. Uh, so I highly recommend checking that out. If you follow and watch those videos, you have no excuse when you get blown up by a Balrog. There are ways to defend against it. Trust my man. Okay, follow this guy on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Those are all of his links. We'll share that um, in the show notes. Uh, but go check out that video. And he's just a generally he has good mindset when it comes to uh, respecting your opponent and salt management. So highly recommend checking out this video. Okay, moving on. This one. Speaking of CPT, a bit earlier. Uh, Punk is guaranteed first seed. Uh, we know that because we ran the numbers. Uh, big thank you goes to Over Jimmy, and he compiled a bunch of. He collected all this data on all the players, and it's not just who's already qualified or what they've already won. It's also like who's at risk right now and who's out. Uh, not just top level, like go dig into the comments of this post. If you are interested at all in the current standings for CPT events, highly, highly, highly recommend checking this one out. Uh, there's just a lot of really interesting information uh, listed out in in this post. Uh, it kind of gives you a very good understanding of who's played strong throughout the year, um, who's at risk right now. Uh, and maybe just if you have a question about CPD points, ask this dude. Ask over Jimmy because he put in work. Uh, there were times where people asked, like, like uh, what's the one down here? Uh, I got to scroll down a bit. Um, but yeah, just asking, like, you know, what are the what kind of characters are going to be? And then he did a whole listing of characters. Uh, so it's just it's there's there's some really cool information in this thread. Highly recommend checking that one out. Okay, moving on is uh this one just discusses uh sf5a's good question uh and i i pull up this thread because there was just so much discussion in this particular thread uh of it's interesting to see different people's takes on what they want changed in ae some of them i think are totally hot garbage you might think that too don't necessarily downvote it if someone's just expressing an opinion uh only downvote if someone brings something to the table that is like not uh bringing any kind of conversation up if it's just if someone's just shitting on stuff or whatever maybe maybe downvote that that's fine but like 
just because you dis- it, it's not a disagree button let's put it this way at least engage okay uh, and there's some just interesting opinions in here uh, some things I agree with some things I don't um, maybe it's just a good place to start if you're looking forward to AE of that you're excited about it maybe this is thread you want to check out and again Back to Wake Up Wednesdays with Michael Martin. Uh, he posted the second one, which is just yesterday. Uh, so he's only done two episodes so far, but uh, I find it to be a really useful source for just collecting all that data. If, if you're busy on the weekends, uh, maybe you were at an event and couldn't catch up the following day, all you got to do is hit, a, hit it up on Wednesday, and then you know. Uh, so... Again, congratulations to Michael Martin for his position as social media manager at Capcom. Uh, right. So, I promised some people earlier. You know, this will be typically the part where we talk about tournament results. Not going to do that because uh, Michael Martin's job is to basically go over all that stuff anyway. Why well, double down? Uh, what I'm going to do next is we didn't get to user questions last week. I think there were a lot of really good questions last week uh, from listeners. Uh, so we're going to kind of hit a bunch up right now. This first question comes in from Pineapple Hour. It's a fun name. I like that name. Um, this question is, who do you think are the best grappler players right now? Uh, strictly sticking to Street Fighter Five, I'm going to go out and say that for Geef players, there's, there's a bunch of good Geefs, but obviously Itabashi, top of the list, best Geef. Uh, in my opinion. And we got like Stupendous. You could say Snake Eyes. I consider him more of an Akuma player. I wouldn't. The question in particular is best grappler player. Uh, I'll say Snake Eyes when he plays Geef, but he's also playing a lot of Akuma. Uh, he's just a very strong player in general. But grappler players, you know, maybe some Brutus, some Slam Man. Um, then down to Laura, got hit up. Idom, if you play Laura, uh, that dude is putting it work, or 801 Strider, or Wolf Chrome. Uh, Abigail, absolutely check out Punko's Abigail. Uh, like I said earlier, there's, and for Birdie, Zizzy, there is a great first to 10 uh, between Punko and Zizzy. Highly recommend checking that one out. Uh, just, I'll, it's a fun watch, and the way that Punko plays Abigail is so much fun. He went from playing Seth, which was a glass cannon, to just playing an actual cannon, and it's delightful. Uh, highly recommend checking out that first 10. And for Alex players, because Alex is a grappler, sure, why not? Uh, gunfight, check out the Cool Kid 93, or check out the Spawn of Odd. Uh, Spawn of Odd actually runs a really good Twitch stream. Um, I don't know what his schedule is like, but uh, typically very entertaining, and highly recommend checking out those three Alex players. Okay, that covers most most of the grapplers. At least the, I mean, obviously, if you want to talk about Armika, you got to talk about Fudo. Uh, Fudo is my wife's favorite player. Uh, number number two in CPT's hearts, obviously. Uh, no, nah, I love Fudo. He's one of the best. He's a great player. Um, okay, next question. Uh, Super Toby one hundred and one asks, uh, "What's your favorite matchup to watch in?" Then he lists out all the different versions of Street Fighter. So, uh, super, I had to think about this one a little bit. Super Turbo, I want to say, Osagat and Claw. Uh, I like this matchup because Claw has a lot of answers that some characters don't to to Sagat, uh, and it's it's fun to watch them play around each other. Uh, Claw's mix-ups are great, uh, but again, then. Sagat has ways out of the mix-up. Uh, it's it's fun. It's fast. It's there's high damage on a couple ends. It's it's a good, in my opinion, one of the one of the better. Or like Osagat and Balrog. That's another fun one. Uh, e Honda and DJ I think is fun because it's it's kind of difficult for Honda. So if you watch someone do that well, that's an entertaining match. Okay, um, third strike. Uh, I would just say. Kuroda's Q versus Makoto or any Makoto or any Chun. Put that man in a bad situation and the number of times he'll come up victorious is is mind-boggling. Watching specifically Kuroda's Q play is it'll blow your mind. Uh, he's just he's so good at that game. 
But if it's not Kuroda, then eh, it's it's just watching someone fight a very tough matchup, and it, it can be very hard because Q does not have very good options against Makoto at all. Chun just kind of blows him up as well, so it's not it's not fun. Uh, but other than that, uh, favorite matchup to watch is is actually Dudley versus Yun. I think it's fairly. I think it's a fairly even matchup. I think if you talk to a Yin player, they'll say it's in Dudley's favor. Uh, but this was fun because all the combos in that match are fun. Uh, you're only we're gonna watch some. You're only seeing the fun combos. Uh, so that's exciting. Uh, and then you almost you're almost guaranteed to see a red parry in that set, no matter who you're watching. Uh, so just for those two reasons, I think that 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 matchup in particular is very fun to watch. Um, Street Fighter 4 Hakan versus any character because who plays Khan he's so exciting Hakan is so good I am a I'm a Hakan apologist uh, I'm an oil apologist obviously uh, and I anytime I've seen Hakan played at a high level it is just delightful and especially when you know what Hakan can do and how to escape his particularly because no one learned the Hakan matchup it was just something that you watched once or twice and went like eh, okay he's got some like uncrouchable but whatever he's grappling that's fine I'll just not it's he's very exciting to watch if you watch a good Hakan doing some some focus attack focus attack dash canceling combos it's a dash normal canceling combos that is FADNCs it's just it's exciting especially when it's against someone like Hakan versus Dalsim is it's a blow up but it is it's a, it's the fun kind of blow up uh it's not a good matchup for Dalsim. it's it's real bad because he hakan can basically just focus attack from anywhere and then dash jab and punish anything Dalsim has it's fan, it's great uh but the other like the real answer if not hakan uh then obviously got pick man's i find zangief so much fun to watch just because you know you your main it, it, when you watch your main play it's it's exciting and i think that specifically snake eyes is zangief or even like vangief you're gonna go back a little bit uh very exciting to watch it's the way that they play footsies uh very exciting uh you get zangief versus fei long that's a fun matchup i would say not particularly great for zangief but because of uh fei long's ability to control the neutral basically but fun matchup to watch if you watch two very strong players like there's a really good set between snake eyes and fudo uh in that particular match very fun to watch or in the other end of the spectrum a zangief versus sagat which is a tough matchup for zangief got a little bit better in at the end of by the end of everything by ultra it was actually like it wasn't terrible uh for for zangief um it was still a very bad matchup but it wasn't the worst by any means in the game uh, and that's just fun because most Zangief players, by that time, if they've stuck with the character, they know how to beat Sagats. Uh, and the matchup only got easier, so it's like, once you see them hit, hit that Sagat with that uh, German suplex, whew, lights out. Thing of beauty. Uh, and again, in Street Fighter V, I've said this before on record, but I happen to think that Zangief is the most entertaining character to watch. Uh, in this game, uh, the way, specifically because of how his particular brand of mix-ups works, um, he can do some really risky stuff. Uh, it, let's just put it this way: to put you back into a dangerous position from certain knockdowns, he has to make a hard read. Uh, otherwise, he doesn't necessarily he'll get some damage, but he doesn't get good Oki off of that damage. Like a combo into Lariat is actually not that not that bad as long as so long as you're not in the corner because he has no follow-up if you back rise so it's really fun to watch a Zangief player coax his opponent into doing the things that he can either lift up with a Borscht Dynamite or crush counter with a stand hard kick into EX Borscht Dynamite it's just because off of those he does get the same setup he gets again another mix-up so for that reason, I li I actually really like the Zangief Guile matchup because it is so hard for Geef to get in in that particular matchup. Typically, matchups where it's difficult for Geef to get in uh, are generally fun to watch for me personally. Uh, I like watching that struggle. T 
typically because when you when you get that knockdown, you can capitalize on it. But in the Kyle matchup, Kyle's got that. He, he has more options than other matchups that are equally as difficult to get in, if that makes any sense. Like, Dalsim, once you get in on Dalsim, that's that's just fun time for Zangief. On Guile, you kind of have to worry about Smith because has, he has a little bit more options. Uh, but for that reason, I really like the Zangief-Guile matchup. Okay. Those are... That covers generally most big title of the Street Fighter games. But anyway, moving on. Next question comes from uh, UMARFW1. Just a garbage pile of letters okay let's go uh if you were to add one game mechanic to street fighter 5 season 3 what would it be i think there's well well let's put it this way aside from what we already know is coming uh and aside from what we could guess is coming from leaks which is like different v skills potentially different critical arts uh again those are like somewhat leaks, somewhat rumors uh, that you might want to believe in or may not. I mean, we'll find out. Uh, there's still a lot of time before that game comes out, so there's a lot of hype to build. The hype train is just just getting out of the gate, man. Got to ride the train to the end of the station. We're we're not even a minute out. We haven't departed at all. There's so much more hype to build. Uh, so I imagine that there'll be like V skill announcements later, uh, things that will change the way that you play your character. Uh, to loosely quote, oh no. Uh, but other than that, I think what I would want to see, uh, something that Daigo said, uh, and then a flip on that, something that he said that he wants in the game that I tend to agree with because I think combos in this game are, are really easy is perhaps bonus damage for actually landing a perfect link. Cause there are like technically one frame links. Uh, I'm doing air quotes for, for the listeners. Uh, there are technically one frame links in this game, but they're not really one frame lengths because of the input buffer. They actually turn into th like three frame lengths. So they're, they're not difficult at all, especially if you're double tapping. You have so, there's so much room for, for fudging around. You can just mash pretty much any combo out. Uh, but what he suggested was, and I don't know if he was the first one to suggest this. This is the first time that I heard it was from, from Daigo where if you land a link, like a one-frame link, with perfect timing, if you hit it at the last minute, the last possible minute when you can, right on time with that one-frame link, maybe you get, I don't know, five bonus damage, just a, a little bit something extra to reward you for having good execution uh, versus just getting the typical damage, that, or maybe lower the damage for like bad link and maybe have that show up in the game like have that as an indicator of like perfect link or something like that but i think that's a good suggestion and i think that would be that doesn't change the game enough mecha like mechanically at all like the combos will still be the combos but you'll be rewarded more for executing your combo with uh, more precision let's say uh, and then on the other end of that i think i'd want to see something like uh, just defense uh, something that Maybe not in the ways that it's been implemented in other games, but what I mean by that is blocking the moment that you are hit with an attack uh, within some degree of, like, some some leeway, or maybe, like, it's, like, two frames or whatever. I don't know what you would want it to be in this particular game, but you'd have to probably account for input, like, six frames. Anyway, uh, don't listen to that. Uh something where you block the moment that you're hit so that maybe your opponent doesn't get as much advantage on block. Maybe if they hit you with something that's plus two and you do a just defense there, you have the advantage. Maybe you're plus two. Maybe you can steal back the, the advantage by blocking perfectly. Uh, I think that could raise some interesting uh, situations for characters that uh, have really good frame trap uh tick throw games uh, I think that is beneficial for characters who have very obvious meaty setups we've seen them all by at this point all the meaty setups that you've seen so far it's there is nothing really that new under the sun in terms of Oki that is brand new well, there is some like fun Yurian stuff that comes out here and there but typically you see a knockdown they dash in crab slide punch 
or something similar. But if you know that that crouch light punch is coming and you know to just defend it, then maybe you get the advantage at that point. Maybe it's not a punishing advantage, but maybe it's just a little something extra to reward you for doing a risky style of block. But I think that could be fun. That would really change the balance of the game, but I think I think it could be fun. Why not mix things up? Throw that one into the blender. But that is my answer to that question. Okay, moving on. Shirakens, with a Z, asks, How cool would it be to have Geef in a tux and his sleeves violently rip off when he accesses his second V-trigger? To which I respond, I maintain that all characters... This is the platform that I stand on, that all characters, man, woman, and child, deserve to have an alternate tuxedo or suit costume. That goes for for every character. Just put them in a business suit. Put them in some business pants. See, Chin Lee in a pantsuit. That's, that's strong and sexy. That's powerful. That's powerful, Chin. Just going to do some deals on the market like a business person would say that does business I'm not a business person I do not wear a suit to work I don't know what they would say but I maintain that all characters like seen Ryu in a suit that'd be cool a Geef suit obviously wouldn't have would have sleeves just ripped off because his muscles are bulging and huge you can't contain those guns in a business suit they don't make a holster for a suit that is capable of maintaining those guns the sleeves would already be ripped off is actually the answer to this user's question but I, I still maintain stand on a platform all suits for all characters I come on Capcom give it to me I want to see it uh, okay moving on uh, Fraggy asks what do you think would make Fong a stronger character uh, what does he need and what does he lack uh, I think Fong in general I think he lacks the ability to combo from light normals that aren't perfectly spaced to land a meaty stand light punch into stand hard punch. He just, he can't get anything off of it. So in situations where he might see that you're at minus two and he wants to press like a, a light punch or a light button, he could do that, but he typically gets nothing off of it for stealing the advantage unless he lands counter hit. So I, I would just want to see something. Maybe it's just light punch uh, sleeves, light punch Satoja that he can combo into. That kind of change, you might have to do something to change the, the balance of how that works. You might have to tweak some damage here or there. But not being able to combo off of lights consistently is something that basically all characters can do. He can't get any special cancels off of it at all, unless he is... He, spaces it perfectly to link into a meaty stand light punch which then links into a stand hard punch it's it's a hot mess folks uh but something like that could be strong uh i would also like to see some kind of um catch whenever you hit with his the first hit of his sweep because there are some instances where he'll hit you with the the first hit of the sweep sometimes it'll even be crush counter or even most of the time it'll be a crush counter sweep where it the the i'll hit you with that first hit and then his second hit will whiff and then his opponent gets to punish you for landing a hit and it, it boggles my mind that it that it is like i mean it makes it makes sense from a hitbox her box perspective like in this game in particular uh, there's even some characters that you see intentionally get counter hit or stuffed where their hurt box will move backwards based on whatever normal they pressed. So typically in instances like that, when someone's doing a normal that will cancel them, I think how it works in this game, then Hatson will chew me out for this. Uh, it's typically normals that when you cancel them, move your hurt box forward. When you're hit from them, move your hurt box actually backwards whenever you're, you're hit out of them. Uh, I could be totally wrong. And I think it, it varies from normal to normal, but things like that where he, he'll catch a normal with crouching hard kick and then their hurt box will be well outside of the range of the second hit of crouching hard kick, which would cause the knockdown. But in Fong's case, case it does not. Uh, I would also maybe like to see something done with poison. Uh, it, it just, uh, it's not scary. 
to be hit by poison. It does negligible damage uh, over time, and you're not necessarily holding a lot of gray health uh, against Fong. Some characters do, but most characters do not. It's not something you really have to worry about. Uh, where, Because when you are poisoned, you you cannot regain gray health, but gray health gains so slow anyway, it's not that big a deal. And poison doesn't really deal that much damage. So his V-trigger is kind of... It's really only used as a combo extender. It's not really even used as... You know, they're eating poison when they stand next to you. It's just... It's not scary. It's not a... It's not a strong option for, for Fong. So maybe make Poison stronger. Or maybe, well, we'll see what comes with his second V-Trigger. I, I would like to see something actually useful. I, I haven't thought about what that would even look like because he's a brand new character. It's hard to think about, you know, what new things to come up with. So I'm, I'm interested to see what Capcom does with that character uh, in Season 3. Okay. Moving on to a slew of questions from Vietman277. First question is... Uh, what would some V skills and V triggers be of characters who haven't made it into Street Fighter V? Uh, this is more of a conceptual question, so I'll kind of go over this one quickly. I think char first characters that aren't Street Fighter V that you might want to see in Street Fighter V. I don't know, necessarily know if I want to see Q in Street Fighter V. I love Q a lot. Not necessarily sure I want to see him in it, but if he were in Street Fighter V, I think it'd be really easy. Uh, v skill make it do the same as his taunt, which is it gives him uh, more health. Uh, it doesn't recover his health; it just gives him more health based on like how much health is remaining. Like the percentage stays the same, but it'll take more to kill him from that point. Uh, just make it have slow startup and guaranteed setups off of. Well, maybe not guaranteed setups. I, I don't know how it would be, but in terms of balance, but I'd like to see that. And for his V-Trigger, I think it could work too. It would be basically what I would want to see with his V-Trigger is him go into the Total Destruction, which is his third super art. Um, what that was, was when it was a two-part super art, uh, you'd first have to activate it, and then you had access to two different moves. One was a grab, and one was a strike. Uh, and both of them did huge damage. He would either jump forward and hit you or uh, just grab you have a short range grab and then he would just explode uh, and that dealt big damage and it could be fun to see him activate that V trigger be in that mode see that thing cl clicking down and then it, during that time he can either hit you with a very strong grab or a strike and I think especially in this game could cause like well maybe not have Maybe have them have like some some startup to them that isn't invincible, uh, but like one shot at either of those. So like a wake up situation where someone doesn't have an invincible reversal, where it's like you gotta guess or you explode. Uh, that could be fun. Uh, I'd like to see Yun and Yang in this game. I think they make sense. Uh, I couldn't necessarily think of a good V skill, but the way that this game works kind of tells me that because there's no close standing normals, I would actually like to see their V-Skill be their their launcher, their close stand medium kick. I think that might make the most sense and have their their normal standing medium kick uh, be a longer range, like a poke that they could use as in the neutral and then store up that, that launcher V-Skill because then it's like, okay, you can just use it in a combo and might gain a little bit. Have it be like a three bar V-Skill. Uh, and then for either of them, for Yun, uh, it would be his Genijin, and for Yang, it would be his Seisei Ibu. I, I don't know. I've never really said that one out loud. It's the one that causes a shadow, uh, and you can create all kinds of fun custom combos, and I think that would be fun to introduce just, like, fun combos in Street Fighter V. I think those two would be a fun additions to Street Fighter V, and I think that would make sense. If there's a different V-Skill that makes more sense, um, maybe let me know, but I, I couldn't really think of one that made more sense other than them having their close stand medium kick launcher just because of the way that normals work. It wouldn't really... I wouldn't really want, a like, a medium kick goes right above their head just poking with that in the neutral. It doesn't really make sense, but... Like something that reaches out there, can blow up some crouching medium kicks. I like that. I like thinking about that situation and then storing up a V skill for uh, for their custom combos, which could be fun. Uh, and I also like to see Blanc. Uh, 
and she a lot of people disagree with Blanca conceptually as a character but I love Blanca uh, mostly because people look at him as a troll character and that just that brings me some joy because it brings other pain uh, but Blanca for his V skill I would actually like to see maybe some uh, maybe like a nod to CVS2 maybe have his V skill be a roll not his actual like roll forward but like roll canceling if you, if you know what roll canceling is look up roll canceling um james chen did a great write-up on what roll canceling is in cvs2 maybe look up some videos uh block videos maybe not have it be the same uh the same properties like because when you could roll cancel uh in cvs2 was it would give him some invincibility and then when you cancel that in certain moves it would be really strong uh and blanca in particular took good advantage of that maybe like tip your hat at that for for a minute just give him a little roll canceling uh that could be fun uh and for his v trigger um maybe make it a single strike v trigger like his shout of the earth uh ultra in uh in street fighter 4 maybe you can decide whether you want to do the anti-air one or the horizontal one don't necessarily know how you would implement that very well uh but I mean, Blanc's kind of a hard character to to think about in terms of what you would add, unless it's something brand again, unless it's something brand new that you want to bring to it. But that could be fun. Like you can see people talking about maybe having him have like he goes into electric mode, but then that's just extra trolly because he would just have it would thinking of when to hit him. Maybe it wouldn't last long. I don't know. But that that doesn't necessarily make sense in terms of balance. But that I don't know. That'd be fun. Blanca in balance. That's ridiculous. Um, uh, so next question. Uh, if I could have one Tekken cameo, who it would be? And obviously it would be King. Uh, but that's not really the correct answer. They would never just put just King or Armor King in, in Street Fighter. They would obviously add Amishima or the Volcano stage. We're more likely to get the volcano stage as a Tekken cameo than we are for anything else. I think uh, in Street Fighter Five. However, we had King though. Love to see that. Love to see King in this game. He doesn't fit at all. It doesn't make any sense. But come on, man, King great. Uh, next question from uh, Vietman is: Who is the most technical character ever? in Street Fighter and this one's kind of a stumper um, mostly because at least for me I don't have that I don't have the full breadth of experience uh, in all of Street Fighter games I have a big hole in my Street Fighter career with the Alpha games I hadn't touched them I should probably go back and and test them out I don't really know what those custom combos could be like or how difficult they are to actually perform uh, or what level you need to be to perform some of those combos I just don't know but uh, in my opinion um, so I kind of did a list in my head of who I think is the most technically difficult uh, in each game. And so starting with Street Fighter V, I think Minot is is the most technically difficult. Uh, mostly because of her, for her to be effective, uh, she definitely needs, uh, she definitely needs a... to be able to combo effectively with her V-Trigger, uh, which is not... It is sometimes not easy to find the, the correct mix-up or you know if you're not the right spacing. Uh, but watching some of those really interesting and fun Monot combos, the long ones that last forever and deal all that damage, that's exciting. <laughs> that's my dog. Um, uh, then third strike... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped over four. Uh, four, I think it's Sea Viper. Uh, you can make a good argument for other characters, like um, I might even argue Hakan. Uh, hard, nah, I wouldn't argue Hakan. I might try, but I'm not going to try and sneak that one in there. But Sea Viper, uh, Seismo cancels. Uh, they just require a lot of uh, dexterity on the sticks. Uh, exciting to watch good Sea Viper players, like uh, Wolf Chrome uh, or Latif. Those were some fun ones to watch back in the day. And third strike, I could say Yurian based on needing to know, um, like charge partitioning, uh, just to 
getting over that barrier can be difficult for some players. That seems like a technically, just from a technical standpoint of the base level of what you need to do to play that character. Uh, like in 3.4, Sea Viper is not really that effective unless you're using Seismo cancels. Urian is not effective unless you're using particular charge partitioning, things like that. Uh, so I think that, and Street Fighter 2 is not very, not that execution. Street Fighter 2's execution is based on fighting the engine of the game, uh, I would say. But I wouldn't say it's it ranks in terms of technical difficulty uh, overall, I would say. It is actually, maybe, Z now I think about it, maybe Zangief in Street Fighter 2 because of how difficult it was to initially do the 360 input. There are a lot of people who thought up of, like look up the flick technique because you needed the 360 input. It's not like easy inputs these days where all you need is half circle plus any up direction. It wasn't like that back in Street Fighter 2. Uh, you had to do a full 360 and in that, like, it, like a standing 360 with Zangief was was not easy. You would, they, what they would do was like bring the stick over to a left or right position and then give it like a flick. I, I, I couldn't do that. And I think it depends on the kind of stick that you play on as well. Uh, the kind of gait that matters as well. Uh, but uh, it's, yeah, maybe Zangief ranks. I don't know who I who I'd put at the very top of that list is who is the actually most technically difficult, but those per game I would say are the, the most technically difficult. Okay, last question comes in from Shepard Eighty. Uh, is it bad for Street Fighter to have new characters in the top tier lists and iconic characters for Street Fighter franchise like Ryu or Chun at the bottom? And I think the answer is actually yes. I think it is bad to have iconic characters at the bottom of the tier list because that means, at, well, typically at top level play, you're not going to have as many of those iconic characters in the finals. So when, and I think this plays into why Street Fighter is a popular franchise in general, is because there are so many people who have a history with street they understand it just from a general um pop culture reference they understand what a street fighter is they and but they're limited to the original well the cast of street fighter 2 so they can recognize a zangief they can recognize a guile they can recognize a ryu and a chun li like those things are ingrained in pop culture at this point uh these new characters, not so much. When you see Armika out there, you go, well, I mean, not that she's new, but it just for the fact that she doesn't carry as much social clout as a Ryu does. So does it benefit Capcom to a wider audience to have classic characters be top tier so they would appear more perhaps in CPT events, something that would be on actual television? I think so. I think it would benefit them. Currently, that's not the case. Ryu is pretty low on that tier list. Chun-Li got hit with that nerf stick pretty hard. Doesn't mean that some of the other characters up there. Zangief, I think, is very strong. You'll see him at a CPT event. Uh, Guile, one of the strongest in the game, obviously. Very recognizable at the top of the list. So that's it becomes a more nuanced conversation about how you actually balance the game. Because uh, Street Fighter V is very balanced. Uh, so you're very likely to see pretty much any character in top eight of any finals, but specifically the most recognizable characters, I think it would benefit them to have, uh, to have them be top tier only because, uh, it would, it, it's something that people, when they see it live on TV, they go, Oh, that's a Ryu. Cause I had friends that don't follow fighting games. Uh, come up to me because they know that I'm a, the, their fighting game friend and they were like well I was in a bar and there was a fighting game on do you know about that but they didn't know that it was Street Fighter because it didn't have any of the characters that they recognized now if there was a Ryu on screen they, they would have definitely said I know that these people know about Street Fighter they would have come up to me and said oh there was Street Fighter you know about that 
tell me about the Street Fighter. What was that? Instead, they asked me, I, I think I saw a fighting game. Is that one that you play? And I was, I had to go, well, yes. Like, what character did you see? And, I don't know. There's bo- boobs. There's boobs. And I was like, well, that was a Laura. But anyway, different conversation. Next conversation, because you don't want to talk about that when you're hanging out with friends. But anyway, that will do it for user questions uh, this week. <laughs> Sorry, that's my dog. That's my little Brixter. He's the cutest dog ever. That That's actually the next question from user uh, my wife. Is Brick the cutest dog? Yes, he is. Obviously, that is the answer. Okay, finally. the To leave you... <laughs> wrap up the show we always go to... And my dog does something funny. Uh, to wrap the show, we always go to a historic match uh, in the FGC. And this one... I would bring it up for a different reason, actually. Just to... You should watch it. Uh, and that is... The match between uh, Ricky Ortiz and Wolf Crone. Uh, this was at UFGT8. Uh, this was Super Street Fighter 4 AE 2012 edition. Uh, this was in top four. This is the match where most people know it for the what are you standing up for? Because Wolf Crone celebrates too early and then goes on to lose the match. However, Watch this match from a different angle. Look at it in terms of how these players are adapting to each other, uh, how they are testing each other, and where they make changes in their games to uh, to have that fighting game conversation. It is when you look at it that way, it's it's a fascinating match. Uh, but over, and then you have the fun at the end of the what are you standing up for? So that's just the little cherry on top. Uh, but highly recommend going back in there and checking out that match again. That's Wolf Crone as Sea Viper and Ricky Ortiz as Rufus uh, at UFGT8 in playing Street Fighter 4. So check that one out. We'll link at the in the comments or down below, depending where you're watching. Uh, but that'll do it. That wraps it up for another edition of RSF Radio. I'm Joe Monday. You can find me at Super Joe Monday on Twitter or anywhere on the sub uh, as Joe underscore Monday. Uh, again, uh, users write in. Please rate and review the on whatever device you are listening to this podcast on. Uh, smash that crush counter that like that like button. And all that other social media stuff. That about wraps up our show. Catch us every Thursday. Uh, This has been another episode of RSF Radio. Until next time, folks. Take care.